0: Welcome to the Friendship Paradox, a podcast about friendship, personalities, and everything in between. I'm Stephanie. I'm an INFJ, Enneagram 9, and words of affirmation kind of girl. And I'm Brianna. I'm an ESFJ, Enneagram 2, and acts of service kind of girl. And somehow we're best friends. Well, we are not our psychologists or scientists or even remotely pretending to be. We're just two women who love personalities. I want to talk about them. And one of us just likes to talk a lot. That's me. I like to talk
1: truth. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode three of season one, where we are going to do a superficial deep dive about the five love languages.
0: Ooh, what's love got to do do with it? (laughs) I can't snap. Nor can I sing. I really shouldn't be doing that. Both of
1: them were beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. At least someone loves me. Yes. Well, as you know from our intro, my love, my being Stephanie, my love language is words of affirmation, so please tell me how wonderful I am at all times. Especially in rating format? Yes. How about that, guys? And Breeze's acts of service, so basically our love languages work together in that, like, the act of service is rating our podcast five stars, on Apple Podcasts, and my love language of words of affirmation is telling us how wonderful we are while you're rating us, and then we're good. It's show and tell. Yeah! Wow! Wow! Look at that full circle right there. No. Yeah. So um, what's going on, buddy? What is going on with me? Well, I am currently deep deep into trip planning mode i leave for a week in canada in like a week and a half
0: oh canada
1: i don't know the rest of their <laughs> this is gonna be a very singy episode for brie
0: what you don't live your life as a musical
1: no i don't I'm that's so just sorry. me it's just you i'm sure there's other cliques out
0: there that <laughs> that would identify with how i live absolutely. my life absolutely
1: Yeah, so we, my mom and I are going away for a week. We're going to go to Canada. We're going to spend a day in Toronto. We're going to spend a few days in Niagara Falls, seeing the falls for the first time. And then we're also going to go to Buffalo because that's where we're flying in and out of. And I get to cross the border by car for the first time ever, which I'm a little anxious about. I think it'll be fine, but like my brain wants to be anxious about it, so... I'm just going to let it be anxious. Fear of the unknown is a cruel, cruel and unusual way to experience anxiety. Yes. My brain likes that. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. My mom lets me plan everything. She's just like, we'll do whatever you want, which for me is perfect because then I don't have to worry about like, I try to like make sure we're not doing like museums every day because she's not much of a museum gal which is hard for me, but yeah, it's nice to just be like, here's what we're doing. Here's our itinerary. I planned all of this and you just are along for the ride. Did you plan the food? Yes, I've started looking at food. I know I need to do poutine while I'm there. I just have to try it. I know I have to go to Tim Hortons while I'm there. I hear the donuts and coffee are good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what will get my mom to go there, because she's not much of a coffee person, but she is a donuts person. So, And then we're going to do a fancy dinner in Niagara Falls one night, which will be fun. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm just excited to get away that and is go on a plane.
0: so nice. Yeah. So, so nice. I've never been to Niagara Falls, nor have I ever been to Canada. So I have no recommendations whatsoever. Well, I will let you know how it all goes. I had the feeling you're going to have a wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, My next trip is going to a simultaneous favorite and least favorite state. uh, Going to Texas. 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 They don't care about women's rights, but both of my (laughs) maids of honor live in Texas, so I visit Texas a lot. I just visited one friend, Lori, in Houston, and now I'm going back to Dallas to visit Jackie because she graduates residency. I can't believe it. She's Dr. Jackie. She's been Dr. Jackie, but now she's Dr. Surgeon Jackie. Oh, good goodness. I know. Like, she'll be able to, like, take your gallbladder out without anyone else watching. Wow. Well, I'll make sure to contact her if my gallbladder ever needs removed. Her next step is, uh, she'll, she'll do that for now, I guess. But her next step is she
1: moves on to vascular surgery fellowship. And she's She's just getting those like certifications and residencies and doctor thingies that I don't really know. A lot of important checking. letters after her name. Yes. A lot of important letters after her name and before it
0: too. Yeah, yeah. she's worked really hard for it. So we're going to go spend four days celebrating. I asked you about, did you plan your food? Because I'm currently in the process mm-hmm. of working with Jackie on planning food. As
1: you must. <laughs> As one must. In Texas.
0: There's just so much Texas barbecue. We, when we were just in Houston, we did two things, both of which I think you will approve. We went to the Johnson Space Center. Ooh. Now in Florida here, we have the Kennedy Space Center. Mm-hmm. But... Houston we have a problem is located in Houston
1: Texas
0: (laughs) and we went to go see that that was really cool and actually this the first spaceship spaceship oh my god the SpaceX rocket oh yeah yeah yeah. that they successfully reused like they got it to touch back down the first very first one is there oh what I didn't realize is that they only used it twice. So they put all this work into building a reusable rocket, and it went to space twice. Let me tell you. The, the technology like advances so fast that all the tech in that rocket, which was built in 2017, is already antiquated.
1: And that's why you should use your money for more important things. Like solving hunger and your Climate country? Climate change and...
0: Yeah. And maybe not spending money on going to space. But space exploration does have the potential to help the human race eventually. That's how I'm going to think about it. Because I find space exploration (laughs) to be very cool. I am glad that there's money being put into NASA and SpaceX. And that there are companies like Lockheed Martin and Boeing that are trying to fight to get their materials and build rockets and build technology to get to space i think it's very cool but i I do think that elon Musk should be spending some money on charitable things not buying twitter
1: yes i think space exploration is great i don't think sending celebrities to the edge of space and just bringing them back is doing much for space exploration did they even leave the atmosphere i don't even know if they did like i think it's like boop burp something like that. So, like, how about you use your money to like help our planet not burn to the ground? Ideally, that would be great. <laughs> they have enough of it or like send your resources to NASA so they can actually do some like space exploration that's not just sending celebrities to space. Agreed, and the good news is that
0: is happening. Yeah, I got to see a lot of evidence of that, so that was really That's neat. So that was the first thing I did in Houston, of note, and the second thing was we ate at a barbecue restaurant. Here's a plug for them because it was so good. Truth barbecue. Truth. And barbecue. the truth is, it was so phenomenally good. Mm. I'm still thinking about the <laughs> the ribs and the brisket, and ribs are not like a typical Texas style barbecue item they're all about the beef like beef brisket and stuff like that so pork ribs not really a texas barbecue thing but this place did them right we had my three and a half year old niece with us and she inhaled Mm -hmm. the ribs (laughs) you know it's good when a little kid just like goes to town also they had a tater tot casserole (gasps) that sounds amazing it was It was, it it was, it was really good. So I'm planning on some Dallas barbecue and Dallas Tex-Mex and so my whole world is currently revolving around Texas and food. Food and Texas. So that's, that's it for me because otherwise all I do is work,
1: work and think about food. It's not a bad life if you weren't working like a lot. It's okay. Temporary. Temporary. All right. Let's get on to the topic of the episode for today, which is the five love languages. How come food isn't one of them? Right? I guess like food could be
0: part of it. I'll say food is part of acts of service because yeah. Sean cooks for me
1: when I am yes. tired, which is every day. <laughs> and he cooked for us this morning. He made brunch. It or was breakfast made- tacos. He made breakfast tacos before we started recording, which was really nice. He's a good podcast producer. He is. He produces us by making sure we're full mm-hmm. <laughs> and making sure I'm burping up everything
0: while recording. <laughs> it makes talking really difficult. Mm. Okay. Love languages. Yes. Kick us off, Bree. I will kick us off. I'll cover the first two, which would cover Stephanie's love language M.I.O. We'll start with my BFF, Stephanie. Her love language is words of affirmation. So people with the words of affirmation love language need verbal cues to understand how much they are loved and appreciated and they can expertly use those very same words to share how much they care and love about those people in return. So the key to Stephanie's heart yes is me. compliments, cute text messages, cards, Just general praise. Those things go a long way for people with this love language. They basically just like to hear that they are loved, that they are valued, and that they are appreciated. In a work scenario, people with this love language like to be told when they're doing a good job. That's
1: 100% true for me.
0: It's a huge motivator. Mm -hmm. In a friendship, they might like verbal reassurance that they're cared for by their friend as much as they care about them in return. And then in, like, the romantic setting, you like to tell and be told that you are loved and in love. Yes. It's the, it's the telling of show and tell. Yes. Then we get to my love language. Acts of service. Acts of service. This is definitely my love language. There is no questioning it because there is nothing more attractive to me <laughs> than when Sean does the dishes. <laughs> Especially when I've had, like, a really long work day. Nothing. Makes me love him more than when I see him <laughs> break out a sponge, break out the vacuum cleaner, take the dogs on a walk without me. Like, that is the key to my heart. So, for others, not just me, but for everyone with this love language, the ultimate form of love is doing nice, doing like nice things and taking care of things for someone else. Whether that's running an errand, maybe surprising them by filling up their gas tank so they don't have to go to the gas station in the morning, or folding the laundry that just finished in the dryer. So this is like super different from words of affirmation in that words people with words of affirmation, they need to be told how much they're appreciated. For people with acts of service, they need to be shown that they're loved and appreciated. And that's in the form of... D- taking care of business so this is so for these people actions speak louder than words yeah people with acts of service like to give love in this way also not just receive it so they're they're the people who are doing you a favor
1: mm-hmm. they'll like bend over backwards to do it because that's how they show love yeah yeah definitely yeah. all right let me take on the next three love languages we have receiving gifts now, receiving gifts may seem like an odd sort of love language, maybe a little materialistic, but people with this love language are not materialistic, who want people to give them expensive gifts all the time. Rather, for them, it's the thought that goes into the gift. For these people, gifts feel like a visual expression of love and a symbolic gesture of adoration they feel love and accept it when someone takes the time and effort to think of a thoughtful gift for them so in essence like picking out that gift tells them that you really know them that you're thinking about them and all of that so for them it's not like give me like the most expensive gift it could be like just like a five dollar thing you picked up like while you were out and about but for them it's like oh you were thinking about me you saw this and it thought you thought of me when you picked it up stuff like that so that is the people whose love language is receiving gifts Dr. Jackie that is her love language is it her pride
0: and joy is brainstorming what she's going to get you for your birthday or for Christmas or for whatever holidays yeah yeah And she's also notorious for the random gift. Like, oh, I was out shopping for groceries and saw this thing and it made me think of you, so I picked it up for you. Yeah. That is absolutely her love language. That is, like, how she shows she loves you Mm -hmm. is she takes the time to think about something you would like. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely not about cost and Mm -hmm. materials at all. It's all about the thoughtfulness. Like, truly,
1: truly. Yeah. Next we have quality time, which is my mom's favorite love language. Undivided attention is crucial for people whose love language is quality time. They deeply desire spending time with the people they love and most especially when that time is not distracting. So when you're with these people, you need to put away your phone, you need to make eye contact with them need to actively listen to whatever they're saying. like you need to be present when you're with them because that is how they feel most loved. And my that's why my mom does a bi-weekly game night with my brother and my nephews and me because she deeply desires like that connection and that like when you're playing a game together, like the phones are away. And you're just, like, there, and you're talking, and you're conversating, and you're making fun of each other. (laughs) And, like, all the stuff that goes into, like, game night. So, that's quality time. Definitely. And I have a couple friends who quality time is their
0: love language. And they are the friends of mine who have things like a designated date night Mm
1: -hmm. where their
0: significant other cannot go make other plans because that's their night. If they go do something, just the two of them,
1: just to, you know, disconnect and be together. And it's solely that. Yeah. Yeah, and this, like, for my mom and my stepdad, like, her thing is quality time. Her love language is quality time. And his is acts of service. So he'll do acts of service. But for her, since that's not her love language, she doesn't, like, pick it up as, like, you were doing something for me because you love me because like then they're not like if they're not having that quality time, she's like, Oh, I feel so disconnected where he's like, Oh, but I did all this stuff. Like I'm like filling your carpet gas and I'm cooking you dinner and giving you a back rub and all of this. And like, she's just like, but I want to spend time with you. But
0: it's like sitting down and watching a movie while cuddled on the couch together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then lastly, there is physical touch every heterosexual male's favorite love language. Am I right? It is Sean's. (laughs) But it's more than that. Yes. Truthfully, physical touch is about more than sex. It's about physical intimacy in many ways. A cuddle on the couch, holding hands, a touch on the shoulder, a hug, things like that. Physical affection is their favorite way to give and receive love. For many people, though, with physical touch as our love language sex will be an important component if you're in a romantic relationship with them so just it's important to keep that in mind knowing that like for them sex can be like a physical manifestation of love and that's one way you're going to have to show that so now in a platonic relationship this is hugs yes don't have sex with them
0: (laughs) what (laughs) yeah no this is like this is hugs this is like when they're crying like patting them on the back yes. to tell
1: them it's okay i'm here for you like yes there's, like, yeah it's... they want that touch they like there's something about touch for them that just like feels comforting i um, feel like a lot of dogs this is the love language of dogs like pet me pet me scritch me not the love language of cats though <laughs> What do you think cats love languages? Probably like acts of service because we like clean their litter boxes and give them treats. I know for my cats it's probably like every time I give them treats. Yeah I think for Tessie and Titan it's definitely
0: somewhere between physical touch they like pets and to be nearby especially when it's raining Titan wants to be like right next to you so I think physical touch and like gives them comfort, but then maybe also gifts. They love treats.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think also quality time. Like you wouldn't think with cats, but I feel like my cats really like when I'm there. Or maybe that's just what I tell myself. But no, they do. They definitely I think they do, do enjoy me being there so those are the five love languages that one went really fast It's because there's really only fast. five
0: i know because it's like with Myers Briggs, there's 16 yeah enneagram is nine yeah and this one is like five five okay but uh, wait till we um, do hogwarts houses there's only four i know i didn't realize this but we definitely did them in like a not true because no, the zodiac is next and there's 12 of those
1: yeah <laughs> oops so those are the five love languages and one of the things I want people to like keep in mind when you're thinking about love languages is that they exist on a spectrum. So for example, words of affirmation is the love language I score most highly on, but acts of service and quality time are also not very far behind. So there may be times in my life where acts of service makes me feel more loved than words of affirmation. Like, especially if you're giving me words of affirmation, but you're not backing them up with any, like, acts of service. So that is just, like, okay, you're saying all of this. But, like, especially if I'm, like, asking somebody to do something that they want aren't. That can be... It feels
0: disingenuine. Yes. Ingenuine? Disingenuine?
1: What's That's the word it? word?
0: it does not feel genuine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then I just want to talk real quick about how you can improve your relationships, both your platonic ones and your romantic ones, using the five love languages. Just like any personality framework, understanding what the people in your life need in order to feel loved and supported can have a transformative effect on those relationships. What the five love languages stresses more than anything else is communication. Good communication, in my opinion, is the key to every successful relationship and sometimes the downfall of many relationships. The five love languages expresses the idea that we all receive love differently and that even if you think you're doing something that will make your loved one feel loved, like I said, my stepfather, doing all of these things because acts of service is his love language, but for my mom, not really seeing that as because that's not her love language she really needs quality time and i think words of affirmation is very close behind with her so that doesn't mean they will feel love even if you're giving that love language in the way that you love it like even if i tell brianna how wonderful she is all the time if i'm not following that up with like acts of service and like doing things for her even though she actually hates when I do things for her I will say (laughs) that that's my type two-ness that's your type two-ness that's me being a hostess
0: like how dare you do something I take care (laughs) of you no but it hits different and like you said like it's like a scale Mm -hmm. my number two is words of affirmation and my number three is quality time yeah so for us it's a you show up for me, yeah, you're willing to talk to me, and we go do fun things together. So yep. all, of those all of that like goes in. Show me love in the way that I need to receive.
1: It. Yeah, exactly. The most important thing to remember when it comes to love languages is that we all have our needs and wants when it comes to how we receive love and we need to communicate what those are. So if you're not sure what your love language is, or the love language of your partner, or your roommate, or your parents, or your friends, or work people, I encourage you to take the love language quiz, which we will put in our show notes, and figure out how you best receive love so you can communicate that to your loved ones, because that is the best way to live out your love language is to just let people know, like, hey, I appreciate you doing the dishes for me, but like, then can we, like, sit on the couch and talk or watch a TV show together or something like that? There's nothing wrong
0: with creating structure in your relationships to make sure you both get what you need. Friendship, romance, or otherwise. I'm even going to expand this and say you can also apply this. You, I know you said, like, work people, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, uh, instead of loved ones, like, how to communicate with loved ones, I'd almost expand this. How to communicate with any person yeah. you have a relationship with, period. hmm I and mean, even going to your manager and saying, "Hey, I need to hear if I'm doing a good job yeah. every once in a while," makes a huge difference in how you interact with your manager because they know what they what, what, they know what you need from them. Exactly. That's huge. Yeah. And the vice versa, like the reverse, is also true. So it's it really is like a total relationship builder or destroyer if you don't pay attention to it.
1: Yes. Ignorance is not bliss, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely agree because like for me, it is like I need to hear that I'm doing a good job, that I'm like doing things to get me to like the next step in my like, career growth. And I need that or like somebody else might need like more frequent like one on one meetings because they need that like quality time with your manager to just like talk through things you're going through or you might need monetary (laughs) gifts like some people are like listen if i could get like a ten dollar gift card like that would be great or even just like maybe not even that maybe it's just like just
0: i don't even know how you would
1: do it i'll call it
0: like a token of appreciation yeah every once in a while i'll get a five dollar gift card from Mm -hmm. someone like hey noticed great job on that like obviously to me like that signaled to me their love language is giving gifts yeah it's like oh they're sending me this because I did this thing for them yeah they think needed me to do and like that was how they thanked me mm-hmm. so that is a way way gifting is a way like in the professional workplace like corporate
1: gifting like that mm-hmm. is, that's in existence for a reason yeah So it's definitely something that you can bring into the workplace, even if it's like love languages and you think about like partners and romance and all of that. But I think it can have a a good effect on work relationships too. You
0: used the word profound and transformative, and I could not agree more. Those are perfect description words. Thank you. It's almost like I'm a writer.
1: (laughs) You a writer? No.
0: Well, I will say under it takes time to really understand and communicate in a love language that is not your own. Yeah I have had to work really hard. so like I'm very strongly uh, I associate with like ex service words of affirmation and quality time because I like those. I almost am not even on the radar for physical for physical touch or for gift giving same but I have friends. And I have a partner for whom those are very strong love languages. Yeah. And I have had to put in a lot of time and effort and conscientious thinking and actions to show love to people in the way that they need it, to show appreciation to people in the way that they needed, to show recognition to people in the way that they Mm -hmm. have needed it. Not easy, but
1: absolutely worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. That was a lovely discussion of love languages and how they can... Help your relationships, Uh, no matter what. Lovely way. I agree. Lovely way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So do you have any tips? What's your tip for the episode?
0: Early on in my relationship with Sean, I asked him to take the five love languages quiz. Mm -hmm. And so my tip to you Dear listener, not you, Stephanie, but dear listener, <laughs> dear listener, listeners, maybe we'll have m- multiples. More than one listener? Thanks, mom and dad. That's two <laughs> right there. Take a quiz. Ask them to take a quiz. You take a quiz and establish a mutual understanding early on. I love that. They say opposites attract. Sean and I could not be more different. Mm-hmm. So it was helpful. It was helpful for developing a relationship. So that's my tip. I love it. Don't be afraid to explore who you are and what you need, and ask others to do the same. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not such a difficult task to ask for. So it's reasonable. It's reasonable.
1: I agree completely. So my tip is after figuring out what your love language is, to write down five to ten things that make you feel the most loved. So then you have a tangible list to communicate to your partner, your friends, anyone in your life, like what you need to feel loved in your relationships. For me, I'll name some of mine. When somebody just texts me out of the blue, just to say they're thinking of me or just like, hey, I haven't like talked to you in a while. Let's catch up. In modern terms, and this is something Brianna does a lot, is when somebody just like sends me an Instagram reel. us to laugh about i like that because then that means they're thinking of me and they're like oh i thought you would find this funny too compliments all of the compliments from the way my hair looks to the shirt i'm wearing to my job performance compliments is what i need in my life like just tell me how wonderful i look or tell me what great advice i give or tell me what a good cat mom I am, like all of that I need. And then just being told I love you for no reason. I love when like friends are just like, love you. And it just like warms my heart. It just like does a little thing in my soul when people say I love you, just like out of the blue. Hey, Stephanie. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) I know that wasn't really out of the blue, but (laughs) it's true. Awesome let's talk about obsessions what are you obsessed with brianna will it be foot related it will
0: not be foot related um, and yeah. a shocking twist it will be television related for background dear listeners i notoriously do not sit down and watch tv no. i just don't do it i'm too antsy in the pantsy but we are recording this in very late may And this wonderful thing happened in very late May where we got season four of Stranger Things.
1: Oh, yeah. Which,
0: for as much as I love true crime, I truly do not love horror and suspense. Mm -mm. And Stranger Things is both of those things, (laughs) plus a little sci-fi and drama. So it's really not my cup of tea. And I cannot say that I really, truly watched seasons one through three. Like, Sean watched them and I, like, sort of watched, sort of closed my eyes when the crazy monster things did (laughs) gross stuff. But I totally just sat down with him and we blew through volume one of season four of Stranger Things. It
1: was good with a capital G. That's amazing. I have watched zero percent of Stranger Things. It's a bit gory. I
0: I've, I'm i glad I watched it in daylight. Yeah. And this is coming from the girl who can eat dinner and watch Forensic Files in the
1: dark by herself. Listen, guys, I once came, <laughs> Brianna and I used to live together. And I once came home on a weekend and all of the lights were shut off in the apartment. And Brianna was cut out on, on the couch watching Forensic Files. And I said, are you a serial killer?
0: The answer is no, I'm not. But I love learning about them. <laughs> I am messed up. Like, I truly am. Mm. I know that Stranger Things is wild. It's so good, though. It is so, so good. So I just finished that. And I I can't say I recommend it because it's, like, a particular niche yeah. thing. But if you're willing to try something new, it was very good. But
1: either don't do it alone or don't do it in the dark. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my happy, delightful Ted Lasso, if you don't mind. I don't (laughs) mind that at all. So uh, my obsession is a book, which you're just, you should be grateful that I don't bring a book every week because that's basically what I want to do. I just want to talk about books all the time. I read a lot. I Um, should mention that Stephanie and I are in the same book club. We are. So I, a few weeks ago, or maybe like a couple months ago, Actually, I don't remember. Time is but, weird. Yeah, it really is. I read a book called 400 Souls by... It's edited by Ibram X. Kendi and Keisha N. Blaine. And it com- it's a collection of like essays and poems combining 400 years of Black American life into this volume. Like it's, it's a pretty hefty volume because there's, you know, 90 (laughs) different chapters, really. But each one is pretty short. And a whole range of Black authors contributed to this collection who take a five year span of history. So it starts in 1619, and it continues through 2019. And Each author takes a five-year span of time and writes an essay about that time. So it could be, like, an historical figure during that time, like Frederick Douglass. It could be, like, a case that happened. It could be an historical event or just, like, something random that happened during that time. And they write, like, an essay about it and how it, like, interacts with their world today or, like, how they are thinking about it today and all of that and it was just so good i read it really slowly i read like about four essays a day because i just didn't want to like speed through it because i just don't feel like that's the way to read this book i think it's very it's meant to be read slowly and over like a period of weeks so you can like really just like dig into all of the different essays and what people are saying and all of that but I wanted to bring it to the show because I think everyone needs to read it and like learn about black American history because there's a lot that happened. There's a lot of bad shit that happened that white people did and you got to learn about it. You can't not learn about it. That's not acceptable. And go out, buy it, read it, and I hope you learn a lot from it. Please tell me you got a physical copy so I can
0: borrow it. Indeed, I do. Wonderful. (laughs) Perfect. Yes, ma'am. It's like you knew. It's like I knew. Lovely. Wonderful. I love that good book recommendation. And for what it's worth, one cannot blow through a history book. And that's kind of what
1: this sounds like. Yeah, it really is. Really, it's a really like unique way of like talking about history that I really liked. So
0: beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's our episode for today. If you liked what you heard, you can rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That would be lovely. Yes, please. Uh, We're we're just a baby. I'm sorry. I keep referencing that really popular TikTok (laughs) reels audio. I can't help it because almost all of them are dogs. They are always dogs. But it's true. We're just two friends really struggling they're figuring this out we're not struggling we're not we struggling are, we're doing great we're doing great and we're challenging ourselves yeah we're um, learning something new yeah but if you're enjoying what we're talking about we'd love it we want to know that there's a community of other people out there just like us
1: yeah i would love it let us know you're there yes and you can find us on instagram we are at the friendship paradox and You can share our episodes, tell a friend about us, talk about us to everyone you know, and all that good stuff. Love it. Thank you for joining us
0: today. I'm Brianna. I'm Stephanie. Thank you for dropping by the Friendship Paradox.
1: We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.